Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Yeah, he really 
why he really doesn't remember dates. You know, men don't remember dates and why. He really doesn't remember them. You know, so I'm sure that there's some interesting theories that we can hear as to why they don't remember dates. And, uh, hmm. You know, I didn't think of those things, in all honesty. Nope, I didn't think of those things either. You know, you always hear men forgetting what, you know, what's really going on. And, you know, they forget somebody's birthday. And then they forget, you know, maybe the anniversary. And, yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess maybe one day we'll find out. Okay, all right. Well, we could not finish our morning properly if we did not get the switch tip with Shantice and the switch tip be able to benefit from your deeds. Now, whatever we're out here doing, and we're talking about deeds, you know, it's a shame if you are actually doing things out here and, you know, you don't benefit from them. Now, there's so many ways, you know, you can take this thing and, you know, if you're out here and God has you blessing people, then you might as well figure out how you can get this blessing as well. Now, This may not make sense to some of you, and I I get it, I get it, I get it. But I guess you could also say learn from your own lesson. Yeah, learn from the lesson you teach. You know, find a way to encourage yourself. You know, how are you going to get all of this stuff done? The Bible talks about, you know, how can you bless others and in the process lose your own soul. I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing. You know, so... But that's pretty much what we're talking about here. You know, so you make sure that whatever you're doing, you know, it it has a boomerang effect. Because I think too many people can tell others something and, you know, you don't even find a way to be a recipient of your own words. All righty. All righty. Well, let's talk about it. Tuesday, Church Folk Day rolled around, and we got to talking about the 16-year-old who has been driving. Let's just put it like that. He's been driving. You know, his parents been warning him, his mother, father, older brothers, family members, been warning him, you know, stay out of the driver's seat. You don't have a license. You don't even have a learner's permit. Somehow he ended up driving the other children in the family and ended up in a fatal crash and killing everyone, including himself, except for one other child. And, you know, the question was, where were the parents? You know, couldn't they put a stop to this? You mean to tell me there was no way you could have prevented this? Well, that got us to talking about our church folk and what parents allow and they're sitting right there in the church and oh we we got you know the, the the girls and the guys are secretly in another part of the church missing from the sanctuary 
and uh, might be getting into some mischief. And the parents are sitting right there. And you missing your kid from sitting next to you or being where they need to be. And you sitting right there. Wow, the other one that came out was the children who were running up in the second. No, let let me rephrase that. Who was running up in the pulpit while the preacher was preaching. And no one does anything. Wow, yes, could be the pastor's grandchildren. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I I heard some stuff, but that was a new one for me. So, baby, 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 that was quite an interesting conversation. Wow. conversation with the ladies this go-round about the stealthing that we talked about last Friday with the men. And we allowed the men to have their say, and the ladies were able to also respond. We kind of kept the same format. Able to respond to, excuse me, the ladies and, excuse me, what they had to say. And, ooh, baby, there were some five Level of peace 
And, you know, we just got to go back to the love of God and just allow that to kind of wipe away anything that is disturbing us and just showing kindness and love to others should definitely set us back on a wonderful peace path. All righty. All righty. Well, that was the review of the week. I encourage you to go back and listen. Yes. Yes, this week was a hot topic all the way around. So, today is Freestyle Friday. We get to do whatever it is we want to do and talk to the men is generally what we do on Friday. And, uh, We want to invite you to come along for the ride. You know, don't don't stay in your own lane. Come on, come on, come on. You're already in the room. You might as well join us. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. Do you have frequent nosebleeds, abnormal bleeding after surgery or dental work, heavy periods, or a family history of bleeding? If so, you may have a bleeding disorder. For help finding a specialist in your area, go to www.athn.org forward slash HTC Finder or call the National Hemophilia Foundation at 1-800-424-2634. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday. Yes. (coughs) Excuse me. It's the end of the week. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. And uh, we're looking forward to chatting it up. Excuse me, with our men. And uh, we don't know what's going to come down the pipeline. (gasps) Excuse me. (coughs) Because we don't, I don't have any. (coughs) Excuse me, oh my goodness. (coughs) Because I don't have any exciting news today. And they never made for a dull show, though. I tell you that much. By the time I uh, start talking about the news, new life turns, you know, <laughs> a new life comes around. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm hoping for a turn today. 
and then decide it might be a snack. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's just, you know, listen, grown people do that. So, you know, it may sound a little gross, but listen, it is what it is. People being honest, and I'm being honest and saying grown people do that. It's just a learned behavior after a while. If you teach your kid that that's not the proper thing to do, then what you worry about? Don't stop doing it. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, here you have this dad who says, I hate that my wife and I can no longer be spontaneous when it comes to intimacy. You know, you try to get creative and, you know, you try to maybe sneak one while the kids are at the sports or at that ballet school and, you know, you got about a half hour. <laughs> got a half hour to just jump on in the sack and get what you got to get done. And that is an area where parents are also resentful. Wow. Wow. All right, what else are we talking about with these parents say they hate? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's funny because I kind of brought something like this up the other day. They said they hate when they when the kids always want to talk when they're trying to watch a show. They say, you know, they could be cleaning and doing whatever else, and the kids ain't got nothing to say. But as soon as I sit down and try to turn on my favorite show or you know, I'm trying to talk on the phone. Now the kid has something to talk about, and now they need your attention. Ah. Oh, my goodness. I talked the other day about going to church, and, you know, we're having an hour ride all the way up there, and then when we get in service, now you tapping me on my shoulder Because you want something. No, no, no. Whatever it is, like I said the other day, if the house ain't burning down, don't don't bother me. Let me focus on my Lord. You had all your attention while we were coming up here. Had all the attention. So we're talking about things that parents secretly hate about having children. All righty? Oh, they say that I hate the constant criticism from my kids. When they were young and, you know, they were having temper tantrums, that's one thing. And now I have teenagers. (coughs) And now I got to hear about how terrible I am as a parent and how they want to always use my car to drive, how they always want to use my money And when I don't allow them to do what they want to do, now I got to hear their criticism. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay. What else are parents saying they secretly hate about having kids? Oh, I hate the battle of getting them dressed and ready for daycare every day, and they act like we don't do this every day. Well, I say again, that's learned behavior. You know, if I don't, I don't, have, I have that problem with my kids. Now, one of the three, 
listen, you know the you know the deal. We get up, we get ourselves together, and we get up out of here. I gotta go to work. And you do see this on TV a lot where the parent is fussing with the kid. They're trying to get the kid dressed. Kid is running around the house. Yeah. Yeah, so that has actually made the list. Okay. What else? Oh, they said the entire summer is spent driving them all around to camp and activities and, you know, says, listen, it's hard for me to find time to work because my life revolves around their schedules. Well, again, whose fault is that? Now, okay, now that's just dumb. That's just dumb. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, If I find that I need to work to make the money, then how am I angry or upset or resent not working or trying to find time to work because I'm driving you around for, for activities. Well, I'm sorry. You, We'd have to find you something where you'd be settled. Well, just put the kid in camp. If you choose the proper camp, they're going, excuse me, they're going to camp and let the camp take them around for activities. They do arts and crafts. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, my goodness, something is really quick. They do arts and crafts. They take them out to the movies. They go to the museum. They go to the amusement park. They go to the pool. Well, all, that's all the activity you need. <laughs> now, there's family time that we have. Let's say, you know, like during the weekend. But well, what, what else is there for me to do? I'm paying for you to go to camp. All that activity takes place right there. Okay. All right, well, here's what I'm just seeing. I didn't look at this list. Y'all know I don't look at the list. But here's one thing that they're saying. Wow. I hate that I can't have a few drinks and get drunk without worrying about the next day. I love my child dearly, but I really just want to be carefree once in a while. Well, I'm sorry. You should have thought about that before you became a mama or a papa. You mad and you resent the kids because you can't get drunk? Listen, you should have thought about all this before you had kids. Because that's, the, again, a learned behavior. So you should have had your last drink once you found out that you were pregnant or you were having a baby and kind of shrug your shoulders for the rest. Because, no, you can't get drunk. What happens to the kids? Wow. Wow. Okay, wow. Here's a parent that says, I really hate having to go to parent-teacher conference. I really detest it. Because um, they say both because of that one parent who only wants to talk about their kid while everyone else just wants to go home and forced to wait, and also because you truly have teachers that suck. So you don't know what you're sitting up against. Okay, okay. There's another parent who's complaining about the activity levels. They say they 
spend so much time shuffling the kids around from sports to recitals, and they feel like their day never ends. Okay, okay. Oh, here we got one. I hate the constant noise and shouting. Kids don't really talk at a volume that's needed for the the communication area. (laughs) They talk at a volume that feels right for them, and they just keep on talking, 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 talking. And they have verbal diarrhea. They don't care whether you're interested or not. <laughs> I got to tell you, I have a, my, one of my girls, I, I, I always ask her, did the doctor tell you that you have a hearing problem? Because I raised you, and nobody ever told me you had a hearing problem. Why do you talk so loud? She's an adult. And I'm like, why do you talk? Sometimes me and Shanti just look at each other and bust our laugh. I'm like, why are you talking so loud? I realize I'm talking loud. (laughs) And then it's funny because her daughter talks all the time. Oh, my goodness, she just talks. Oh, my goodness, she just talks, 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 talks. And sometimes I have to look at her and I what do you have so much to talk about? Why are you always talking? So trust me. But I don't despise the kids because of that. You know, sometimes I have to ask her, please stop talking. Just please, 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 please. Oh. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll close with this one. There's a parent that says, I hate the evolving expectations of parents that have changed over time making the job much harder. Depending on where you live, something as simple as letting your kids walk home from school unsupervised can be a crime. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I don't I don't think, you know, people feel like it's a crime. Well maybe so I can't speak for everybody. You know, but I have heard, you know, people that say it's just not safe anymore. You know, and and you know, can you pick your kid up? Considering the climate that we're in, maybe, maybe not. You know, if you're working and you, you know, you have to have a latchkey kid, you know, then that's understandable. But for those parents that are just sitting at home chilling, watching, you know, divorce court or what's that other one with the lay with uh, Judge Face? <laughs> so you know, I think that's what gets a lot of the criticism. You know, that, at least that's what I've heard. You know, not so much that you just let your kid walk home, because anybody kind of figures out that if you have, if you're a parent and you're working, that your kid pretty much has to come home on their own. It's really the criticism I've heard comes from the parents that are sitting at home with their feet up, doing nothing. Well, I got a submission, and I have a submission that says, I have a runner in the home. I'm not a parent, but why can't you walk? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Stop that running. Yeah, you know some kids, they just don't stop running. It's like, well, do you need to be outside all the time? <laughs> baby, baby, baby. I get that one. I definitely get that one. I was like, what's, can I, can I just break your feet? I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe if you keep running, you'll break your own feet. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was an interesting conversation. Thank you for the submission. 
So what are we talking about today? Like I said, I couldn't find anything really exciting to talk about today, but I'm hoping our men kind of turn that around because we all can, always can rely on the due time crew to make something out of nothing. So I do want to talk about this three-year-old, this, this TikTok that's been going around, about this three-year-old who saved his brother's life. So this mom has two uh, children, and one is three, and one is like a little smaller, or a little younger, rather. And she was filming them, actually, playing. And before she knew it, the little one had put something in his mouth, some little piece of plastic or something in his mouth, and he started choking on it. And before you knew it, she, you could, I watched the video. I watched the video. And I have to tell you, I don't think a lot of parents would have caught, would have caught this. Instantaneously, this little three-year-old swooped in and, like, snatched the little plastic out of the little brother's mouth. I was like, whoa, because you couldn't even tell on video that the little, the, the baby was um, even choking yet. It did, that didn't show up that fast. But you know what? Thank God, you know, for, you know, parents, um, you know, whatever. You know, teaching your child to be alert, teaching your children, you know, to, you know, pay attention to things and what to do and, yeah. So thank God for this little baby, three years old, three years old. And I've seen adults panic. And it's like right there. I'm like, just do such and such a thing, you know. But what comes second nature to some is clearly not second nature to others. Clearly not second nature to others. Hmm. All right. Well, I thought this was interesting. Not mind-blowing, but interesting. So you have this telethon that's going to take place. Now, we know telethons are always done for, like, um, what was that? Jerry Jerry Lewis always had his telethon. Lou Rawls always had his telethon. Now Jerry um, used to do his telethons with um, for like what was that muscular dystrophy, dystrophy or something like that? Um, and Lou Rawls used to have his telethon for school, for the higher education, for the college funds, right? Well. We got a little twist here because they're saying some of the more liked and favored rag queens are having a telethon. Yes. So they felt they needed a telethon. And the reason why they need a telethon is because they need to raise money for various LGBTQ charities, and they feel that they want to raise money so that they can fight the bans against the transgender, the trans queens. So this was really interesting because I'm like, wow, you know, I guess when people feel like they want to raise money, 
they'll raise money. They'll raise money for whatever it is that they want to raise money for. So this this um, Jacob Slain of Producer Entertainment Group manages several drag queens who will be featured in the event. And they told, you know, the people that, you know, we're sick of being referred to in a certain way. We're sick and tired of drag performances being banned. We're sick of trans youth being mistreated. So they don't have a particular, um, let's say, charity that they're going to give the money to. So when the people are donating the money, it's just, you know, general. And they, you know, they're saying that they want to show that drag performers are not dangerous groomers, sexual deviants, criminals, or whatever it is that they're considering drag queens to be. They say that at least 40 drag bands have been considered in state legislatures, and especially in Tennessee, they're really... They're, you know, he's coming from Tennessee, and he's, that's what he's targeting. And they're tired of every time you turn around, there's another um, band. So now they're raising money to fight against the bands. Now, does it cost money to, like, fight against, I guess, like, court, like, um, bills and things like that Well I guess maybe this would be court Fees and attorney fees Because I'm sure They're going to run up some some fees With attorneys The legal fees So maybe that's what they're doing The legal fees that you know it's going to cost them To Or they're going to be charged to be able to fight When these Bans and bills come up They want to be able to Fight it and in order to do that, they need the money. So, listen, they will probably raise much more money than any, any, um, anything that Blue Rolls probably ever raised, um, Jerry Lewis probably ever raised, because this is a huge community. And not only is this a huge community, this LGBT plus community, but all their supporters. All of the people who have family members and friends and organizations who want to, you know, stand out now, businesses that want to stand out and be known to support, you know, the, this community. Oh, yeah, they're going to raise some money. I, I, they ain't coming, they're not going to be needing a thing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. They're they going to come up with some money now. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Whether they get a chance to overturn some of these things is a different issue. However, listen, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to turn over this stuff because you, you know, the stuff that's allowed to go on now with the enemy doing what he does, I wouldn't be at the least bit surprised. 
I wouldn't be the least bit surprised because they'll probably get some attorneys within their community. They'll probably get some other attorneys who want to make a name for themselves and they want to join the fight. They'll probably get some um, uh, attorneys who, you know, support them in general. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they, they go, they're going to fight this one. And just because... Is going. That's what's going to. Go, it's going to go down. It's going to go down just because it's going to go down. So I found it interesting that, <laughs> excuse me, they have their telethon going on. They're going to have the telethon. The telethon is going to be twenty dollars for the tickets. And the name of the telethon is Drag. Is it dangerous? Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm sh- listen. We gonna hear about this thing. We're going to hear about this again. Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. What else are we talking about this morning? Like I said, I didn't have anything exciting. I I mean, I looked all over the place, and I couldn't find anything that was like, whoa, I got to talk about this one. All righty. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, ha. <laughs> All right, how many of us, we just got finished talking about the, I forgot all about this particular story. You know, we just got finished talking about the parent who despises the children because they just talk too much. Well, the teacher felt the same way in this middle school where a parent has a video, must be somebody in the class took the video because the parent wasn't there, of this North Carolina teacher who was <laughs> who was walking around taping the kid's mouth. And I mean some tape was on this mouth. So then you have this one eleven year old whose mother's really making a lot of the noise and she's got some big blue tape. So it looks like the painter's tape <laughs> excuse me. It looks like the painter's tape. That's taped across the child's mouth. And about two, three times. It almost looked like a bow at one point. And the principal was alerted to this happening. And they're saying that the teacher was hired back in 2022. So she ain't quite been there a year. And she got tired. She said they talk too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she couldn't do anything about it. She had to be quiet. Nobody wanted to stop talking. So she just got her tape and started taping the kid's mouth. She said it didn't do them any physical harm. But the parent is complaining that her child felt humiliated. And, you know, I guess one person could feel humiliated because your mouth is taped up. But I think altogether may have been like three kids. But this one particular parent is really making a lot of noise. Now, maybe the other parents figured, yeah, they talk too much and, you know, put some tape over their mouth, ain't going to be no huge deal. But this this other parent is like, I don't appreciate you humiliating my child. I want to take this thing to court. And, you know, the teacher doesn't have any other allegations or any other complaints against them and, and the teacher said, Listen, he's too chatty, he's the class clown and 
they won't let me punish him any other way. But they did tell me I couldn't tape his mouth up. Ha! Woo, baby. Yeah. So they're saying that, you know, now other parents are beginning to speak up, you know, because maybe they don't have a, you know, they don't have a chatty child, but and their child wasn't one who was, you know, who had the mouth tape over their mouth, but they don't think the, the uh, teacher should have done that. Now, as much as we may want to put some tape over these kids' mouths, no, nah, you you can't do that. You, you can't do that. You know, it's just, just we still have parameters. <laughs> we still have parameters. So I don't know, though. I don't know if I'd be real mad if one of these girls were talking so much and the teacher put some tape over their mouth. As long as you didn't put the, the tape over their mouth and their nose, so they could breathe. I don't know if I'd be that mad. I'm going to be honest. I'm just talking as this parent. I don't know. You know, none of my three were ever accused of being too chatty in school, but I did get a complaint that so-and-so had been a little disrespectful. So, and they were like, do you want me to call your mama? Because we know, we know your mama coming up here. And, you know, they were told, you know, Sometimes no, and sometimes other times they, you know, they 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 gonna base up. So yeah, you know what? I don't know if I'd be that mad. That's just Stephanie. That's just Stephanie. I don't know if I'd be that mad if somebody put tape over Shanti Shawnee's or Tamaji's mouth because I would like to put some tape over their mouth. So you know, if you in a class, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you's like, listen, you ain't supposed to be doing all that. I can understand that a parent would not want it. Personally, I don't know if I'd be that mad. And I think my relationship with the teacher might fall into play here. If me and the teacher have been dialoguing, and I know you've been having some problems, you know, but then some might say, well, you know, if they put the tape over their mouth, then what's the next step? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's just me as a parent. I don't know. I know my kids, and I know I wish I could put a staple gun over their lips, but I can't do that either. But... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being honest. Well, one of the things I do want to talk about before we get our men on the line is the inflation issue. And in New York, they're saying the prices have absolutely gone buck wild. The merchants are also complaining as well. They're like, listen, I can't help how I inflate my price because the prices are being inflated for me. So they really have circulated this article around the Frank man. Yeah, the dirty Frank man. The dollar pizza and, excuse me, the bodega. So they're saying that the dirty Frank man <laughs> has gone from 2 to $3. Well, I need to know. When you found $3, because when I went past the Dirty Frank Man, I didn't buy it. But I saw it was $5. So I'm like, I think $3 is a steal. Because <laughs> I didn't, I haven't seen $3 for on a man on those stands in years. So if they still, if you can still find somebody for $3, you better go ahead and buy it if you want to buy that Dirty Frank. But they're saying that it's so bad that... They're not even getting, they said at 10 o'clock in the morning in New York City, from as early as 10 o'clock in the morning, they'd be like around the corner. The line would be around the corner. 
And they're like, now there's no line. The only people they get are the tourists. They have no regular customers. And they're saying that I have to do what I have to do. They're raising the prices. So hot dogs have gone to $3. Pretzels are at $3. Coffee is at $1.75. And, again, I have to be honest, I haven't seen these prices. I haven't seen these prices at all. So the bodegas are also getting flack because they're, they have to increase their prices as well. Their turkey and cheese roll, not even a hero, turkey and cheese roll was $8. I'm sorry, was $7, and they had to go to $8. So one of the regulars, this guy in Brownsville, who runs this bodega, he said he had to raise the price because, again, the prices are being raised for him. And he said he made the sandwich for one of his quote-unquote regulars, and he said, you know, it was a turkey cheese with lettuce and tomatoes. He said a case of lettuce for him has gone from $20 a case to $110 a case. Well, y'all lucky that the sandwich ain't $10. If I'm only paying, if I'm paying from $20 to $110 for lettuce, oh, then what are you paying for everything else? So then he said he had to raise the bacon, egg, and cheese from four seventy-five to $5. He said because the eggs, now he don't have to tell us about no eggs. He said he was buying eggs at $27 a case. They are now $158 a case. He has had to raise the price of the soda from $1.75 to $2. And the pizza shop man, because cheese has increased, he's forced to go from a dollar pizza, a slice, to a dollar fifty. And, the, you know, we're complaining. Well, everybody's complaining. Everybody's complaining because everything is going straight buck wild. You need to explain to me why you charge. When I went to the store and I saw lettuce was $5 a head, I was like, well, I guess we'll still be fat because I'm not buying lettuce at no $5 a head. So that's what, that's what I said. When you look at the, the prices that you're paying, you know these people are not lying. So now in order to, to make it work, they've got to increase their prices. Well, my advice is, listen, buy your own food, spend a little extra for the money, and make your dollar stretch. Because if we buy an out food, that's what we call it here in this house. If you buy an out food, you're going to eat it. You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it. Well, it's time to talk to my men because I need to know what they think about this nonsense. Here. Ooh, who are we starting with? All right, let's start with Ainsley. Let's start with our brother Ainsley because he was on first. I know, I don't know what um, brother Al heard. So, good morning, brother Ainsley. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Still trying to wake up, but I'm, I'm up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> I know you're not on the early morning side, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. 
show, brother. Got a couple of couple of stories we're talking about here. So let's talk about the telethon. No, you know what? Let's hold on to that one. Let's talk about the chatty kid, who's also the class clown, and the teacher decides that she's gonna put some tape over his mouth. Should she have? Why is Mariah laughing? Should she have put the tape over his mouth? Would you put tape over your kid's mouth? What what say you as a parent? You know what comes to my mind? It's like back in the day. Every time you hear some stories, it's like back in the day. Because I, I like, look, I remember back in the day, it's like one of the worst things you could do um, if your teacher or somebody said, you acting up, I'm going to call your mom. Ooh, and, baby. And that's all you need. Or you, or yeah. If you up, I'm gonna call your mama, and that that's that's that, used to be it. Yeah. And nowadays, it's like it's like so what, you know? So it's like the discipline that you know used to that from home, I guess, is not there because what extends from home extends to going out. Now, I, you know, most people act up when they tend to go outside just a little bit more. Like you know, like you go to the store, your mom said, "Listen, you go to the store." Don't you be asking me for nothing. Don't you show up. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. And, 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 and so it's like, of course, they might try to do it anyway, but don't you, you know, show them a lesson. That ain't going to happen again. But, Absolutely. you know, in school, yeah, but, you know, in school, you know, I mean, kids will act up a little bit, but they're not going to go as far as their home training is. And so, I remember my wife was just talking about that um, the other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the last thing you you needed was your mom. Somebody said, "Oh, and I'm a, I, I remember now. This now we be talking back in the day. Um, uh, elementary school, and one of my teachers. It was a Spanish. One of my Spanish kid, um, you know, um, classmates. I don't know, he ain't doing nothing more. He ain't doing anything more than nobody else was doing. Nobody else was doing, right? So apparently, she said, I'm going to call call, call your mama. Well, we in his class one day, and his father came up, right? And okay. And so he came into the school, and he's speaking, they speak Spanish, but, you know, now I thought black parents can show up on a kid, right? Well, my brown, my brown father, he came into the room. He told the kid, stand up. I think it's like about third, fourth grade, something like that. And, he, and yo, he went to wailing on this kid. Wow. Right? We was like, it's not nothing you could do but sit there and watch it. It was like, to the point, even the teacher, she, 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 she was like, oh, man, I'm sorry I even said Wow! Sorry, but... Wow! Wow! But the thing is, you know, you could tell if there, there was a, there was a sense of I might say, well, you maybe shouldn't have did that, but there there was definitely a sense of training at home. You don't act up. Last thing I need to know, I got to come up with the school because you act because you talking too much or whatever the case may be. It's a lot of that stuff now is gone. So it's like these kids acting also. 
so unruly now. So what else are you supposed to do? Because they know you can't yeah. do but so much. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I hear that. I mean, I can see both sides of the story. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it, but you got to be innovative because something. Or, you know, I could maybe tell, you know, maybe uh, if you call the parents, say, listen, would you mind if I tip your mouth, tip your kid's mouth up to make a point? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. This, this this girl, this child is talking too doggone much. You need to see this. You know, just to make wow. an example. Wow. No, as a matter of fact, please send the tape that you'd prefer I use. How about that one? That way you already know you got the permission. That way you already know you got the permission, Ains. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, now that is innovative. Calling the parent to ask. All right, all right, all right. All right. We're talking about inflation, and we're talking about the city pretty much because that's, you know, well, that's not the only place because they're talking about Brownsville, a Brownsville bodega. They're talking about, you know, that $1 pizza spot. All of these merchants have been affected by the rise of, you know, these these major cost increases, and now they have to increase our prices now here's 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 the part that really they're really sending a message about in this particular um article the lucy's have not have not changed they have raised money um they have raised the cost of all these things but the lucy's are still the same so what do you think about the 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 three dollar hot dog the three dollar Pretzel, the seven eight dollar, seven to eight dollar hero sandwich. You know, what do you think about all of those those, those increases? Are they crazy or what? Yeah, it is crazy. It, it, it is that crazy. Here we go again. I'm gonna say, back in the day, <laughs> even now. <laughs> I mean, even now, I hate it. Like I, I say, I have to stay away from. You know, back of chips, and every time I go over get a bag of chips, I'm seeing these bag of chips. I still remember when this little bag of chips was twenty five cents. Twenty five cents. Yep. Now it's a dollar. It's the same size. It's the same size. Yep. Yeah. And it's not even air in it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I used to be a fiend for you know my my little bag of M and M with peanuts. And sneaker bars and payday. I mean, look, so you be like twenty five, thirty five cents. Now I'm like, yo, over a dollar? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting no. Sometimes you getting less for more. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand things price will go up. However, however. Now, now, I used to work in Manhattan, so you know, you talking about the prices in Brooklyn. Like, I mean, like, so. You say like a, a turkey sandwich, you know, uh, turkey and cheese, you know, lettuce and tomato, stuff like that. No Manhattan prices, what, you so far exceed Brooklyn prices. So, I mean, <laughs> like really even double the Brooklyn price. So, like, uh, a $5 sandwich in Brooklyn was $10 in Manhattan. So, I was always like, I can afford... The Manhattan, <laughs> to avoid the Manhattan price, I would have to buy the Brooklyn, even though it may be a little bit higher, 
buy the Brooklyn Brooklyn sandwich and bring it to Manhattan. Cause then I get to Brook get to get Manhattan. I be like, yo, you spend twelve dollars on that? Nah, yeah. I, went, I got it for six dollars in Brooklyn. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the prices are ridiculous. Now, to me, largely it's it's greed, man. I'm like really greed, 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 greed. And, and it's also the same. You mentioned I didn't know. Well, I don't smoke. Um, Lucy's the same price. Now that, that tells you something right there. That tells you something yeah. right there. You, you know, um, that kind of kind of stuff is mandatory. You know, yep. it it has it has gotten it has gotten crazy. You said back in the day, Shonice came in here the other day and she was like, "Oh, back in the day when we went on a trip, you gave me five dollars. I was I got a sandwich, some juice, chips." Candy, blah blah blah. She said, "I just went to the store for Mariah, and the sandwich was eight dollars." So she's saying the same thing, you know, that you're saying that the people in the article are complaining about. Everybody's complaining about this increase. All right, brother Ainsley, I'm gonna come back to you because I want to talk about this telethon thing. But I'm gonna talk to the other guys first, and then we're coming back to that telethon. Thank you so much for joining us again. Let's say good morning to our brother Al. Good morning, brother Al. Good morning. Chop, chop of the morning. Good morning, brother Angie, my main man. How y'all doing? What up, bro? What up? Morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're trusting that you're doing well, brother Al. So we're talking about, you know, listen, brother Al, little kids. But does Brother Al have a roll of tape to put on these kids' mouth? Out in North Carolina, this teacher uh, said the, 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 the kids were too chatty, especially this one little boy who was also the class clown. So he, along with two others, she got some blue painter's tape, taped up his mouth with like two, three layers, look like a bow if you really look at it. Ha! And Mama is raising all kinds of sand because she's like, listen, you know, I understand what you may felt you had to do, but my child was humiliated, and I'm not going to stand for it. So I said, I'm not going to say I wouldn't have been too mad if somebody put some tape over these girls' mouths. But everybody ain't Stephanie. What, what do you think over in that school, Brother Al? Man, that is such a tough one. You know, the the, the laws and rules they get they got in place. You know, you're not supposed to do that. But you know, mom know that that kid is talking. It ain't like he came to school and just started doing a whole bunch of talking. He's doing it at home. But the teacher should have reached out to the mother several times and listen, we we need to do something. But she took it old school and she took it old school. So you know what? I'm gonna fix it. Now, me personally, I wouldn't have got mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm old school. I'd have been like, hey, you should have kept your mouth closed. If you kept your mouth closed, the teacher wouldn't have had to put tape on it. But as far as me doing that, I wouldn't do that because I know how the day times are and stuff. And most likely, you probably going to leave her job for that because they real strict about, you know, teachers doing things to students. So now she's probably going to leave her job. Then she ain't got to worry about hearing him yapping. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. She's been with them since 2022. So it really hasn't been a year yet because it was August of 2022 that she's been with them. So it hasn't even been a full school year. And already she had, they are so out of control, Brother Al. She didn't even last a whole school year. Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing. 
Oh, my goodness. All right, Brother Al, we're talking about inflation, and particularly they have zoned in on the, the dirty the dirty dog man on the streets of New York City where he's selling the hot dogs for $3, the pretzels for $3, a can of soda has increased. Um, the dollar pizza man is now a dollar fifty, and the bodega has gone buck wild because a sandwich that was once seven dollars is now eight dollars. And the bodega man said the woman threw the sandwich back across the table, uh, the counter at him. And you know he said, "Listen, I've had to raise my prices because the prices have been raised for me." Do you think that this is excessive, or do you think you understand, you know, why the prices have gone up? I, I do understand. You know, I I, I understand that this has been going on for years. How many times has inflation has raised everything except our pay? You know, so they raise the prices on them, and they're not getting, you know, some of them get ridiculous now. You know, so they take advantage, like, you know, like with the pandemic and Lysol, you get a bottle of Lysol, you usually get in the store for about $4. It's now $15. That's a little outrageous. But I do understand because they they, they raise those prices. Perfect example with me DJing. You know, I had to raise my prices a little bit because you got some prices that require you to have insurance. I don't get insurance because it don't cover nothing. Now, if, I, if the insurance that covers my equipment, if my equipment gets broken or whatever, I can get it replaced, it's a good thing. But it don't cover anything. So I do understand that, you know, they raise things, and then in order for you to make some money, you got to raise your prices off. So I do understand it. But why would a DJ need insurance? Why are they mandating that you have insurance? Well, what happened is when they use these places, like these catering halls, and, and I asked the I said, why do I need insurance? They said, well, you know, if one of your speakers fall and hit somebody, you cover it. And I said, but first of all, ain't nobody going to be around my speaker, so... That, that's not, you know, it's just some nonsense. Because with the, the Cadian places, they try to use their own DJ to add more money in. So they figure, okay, this is an outside DJ. Let's make sure he got insurance. And it, it's a bunch of nonsense. Because even, I'm going to tell you how much it's a bunch of nonsense. Because there's some times where I can go, if, if, if this person really wants me to play, they can, I can call the place and get a one-day insurance for like $40. They give me one day just for that event. So it's, it's it's a bunch of nonsense. Wow, in the big money. you're right. Oh, you do know that ain't covering nothing. Wow. Oh my goodness. And like you said, now it has a domino effect. If you have to pay that extra forty, fifty, sixty dollars, or whatever that venue is charging, now you got to eat that from somewhere. Your fee can't go from three hundred to now you getting two hundred and forty dollars because you just got finished paying insurance. So it does have a domino effect to our merchants. Wow, wow, never, that's crazy. That's crazy, that's crazy. And can I tell you something, yeah, Brother Al? Awesome. It's, it's not uh, you who uh, need the insurance. The venue needs the insurance, and now what they're doing is they're putting it on you. So you're paying for their insurance. I, they did not, wow, they are something else. Wow, wow, wow. All right, and, and, and let me say, Pastor Sam, let, let, let me yes. sorry real quick. Let me tell you on that. And this is a nonsense, right? Because one day I did it, and I said, you know, the lady liked the way I played. She really wanted, so she paid for the insurance. She called the place, and for one day, and I checked out one day, they gave me a million dollars insurance for. I think they charged some fifty dollars. 
for a million dollars insurance for that one day. Because it sounds good. I mean, you know, don't know well something happened. You ain't okay. giving no million dollars, so stop it. Okay, stop. not for your fifty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Wow, wow, they are wicked. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow, thank you for joining us, brother Al. We coming back to have our chat with you about another topic. But uh, let's say good morning to our Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there? I am doing quite well, thank you, quite well. Good, good, good. All right, Pastor Kel, we're talking about this tape, Over the Kid's Mouth. Now, I don't know if you had chatty children. I don't know if you had quiet children. But uh, what do you think about this North Carolina teacher that says, listen, I got sick of the talking. I couldn't do nothing about it. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe that she did not have a conversation with the parent. Because to me, that would always be your first recourse. Let me call the parent. Let me write a note. Let me communicate with the parent. And probably she kept talking. Not only that, she said this particular child was a class clown. So she opted to put some layers of blue painter's tape on his mouth. What do you think about that? Well, a couple of things. One thing is that if your child is a blabbermouth, I don't see that this should be a problem. Now, listen. In fact, the teacher gave me some good ideas. Because I got some grandchildren that don't shut up. It's pop, pop, okay. this, pop, pop, that, pop, pop, this, pop, pop, that, mini this, <laughs> mini that. You know, I, I, I'm thinking about getting me some tape. You know what I mean? And then maybe I'll put some LOL on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's designed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, okay. Paw, Pat- Paw Patrol, you know, Paw Patrol, you know. So some, something that they can relate to. But, yeah, I, I think the tape is a good idea. Man, I got grandchildren as soon as they walk through the door. But why? But why? Why we got to do this? Pop-Pop, I'm hungry. Pop-Pop, listen, Pop-Pop died. Get some tape. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. But you know what? I'm kind of with the tape that has some cartoon characters or something on it. I'm with that. Because you know what? Maybe it wouldn't feel so bad if it looked like that was. How about making it, presenting it as a reward? Oh, maybe we could do that. No, I like that cartoon thing. No, never shut up. No, 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 never shut up. You can't talk. You got tape over your mouth. You can't talk. Yes. But, but Put some cartoon characters on the blue bottle. Until they, uh, they, they'll keep talking until they get the reward. No, uh, oh, my goodness. No, 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 no reward. I actually like the cartoon but thing. Yeah. I actually like the cartoon thing. All righty. Now, you're not in New York anymore, but here's the interesting thing. When you go from where you are and you come to New York, are the prices like, dang, do you get that shock effect? I get the shock effect a lot in, in a lot of different areas. One, I don't want to drive because the gas is crazy. Two, I don't want to drive because now you got to pay $300 to get over the bridge. You know, I, 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 I come from a bridge that's $1.25. Now you're talking about wow. 13 or 15 okay. no, I, 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 I don't want to do that. Now, I don't understand how there is. One overweight person in New York with the prices y'all got. But I couldn't afford to eat in New York, in New York no more. 
Not well, only should I not afford to eat on 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 a non-healthy uh, regimen, but now now salad is four hundred dollars. I can't even yep. eat salad. So yep. I got to graze in the backyard and eat grass. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't no, understand that at all. I don't understand. It's true. You really got to grow your own garden. <laughs> Because like I said, when I walked into, I was like, okay, you know what? Turn up the salad in the house. And the lettuce was $5. I said, well, I guess we will be some unhealthy people. Because I can't mm. imagine buying lettuce at $5 a head. So, it, no, it is, it, the, the prices have been outrageous for a while. And a lot of this has stemmed after the pandemic. You know, during and then it's really skyrocketing after the pandemic, so you know it, it 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 is a shock factor for some areas, and you know you, you you see it for yourself when you go in the store yourself. Things that you used to get, you know, lemons. Oh my gosh, they want a dollar a lemon. I don't need lemons that bad. No, oh my gosh, like oh my gosh, it is horrible. It is horrible. All right, gentlemen. This was not my primary conversation, but I stumbled across this this uh, news story about the, it's called Your Favorite Drag Artist. <laughs> and, you know, they're having a oh. telethon. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I did get a, I did get a, a comment from the listeners. All right, let me get my comment from the listeners. Don't want to go by that. I was once sat in the corner facing the wall to prevent me from talking to anyone, and it, I turned out not too bad. It wounded my pride then, but I learned. I'm still chatty, but I know now when to do it. All right. All right. So, you know, lesson learned, lesson learned, lesson learned. Ah, thank you so much for that submission. All right. So now you have... The, the That Drag Isn't Dangerous Telethon. And it's coming up, and the purpose is to show that the drag queens, how do they say it? I want to make sure I quote them properly. They say that the drag queens aren't um, dangerous groomers, sexual deviants, criminals, or whatever the latest, you know, slang or whatever, you know, they're considering drag queens to be. They say they've got, in Tennessee alone, over 40 drag bans that have been considered for state, state legislators, state legislatures, and they're tired of it. They're tired of being bashed. They're tired of being presented as, you know, these type of people, and I guess for legal fees, they're trying to raise money. They don't have a particular charity, unlike, you know, normal, like like I brought up the Jerry Lewis telethon or the Lou Rawls with the, you know, um, the, the college um, fund. They don't have a particular charity, but they're going to sell tickets for $20, and I guess, you know, they're going to have all of these. They have a list. They have a list of, you know, very popular drag queens, such as RuPaul and, and people like that, who will be on this telethon to um, 
uh, entertain, and they're saying that um, every cent of the net proceeds will go toward the LGBTQ causes, causes and drag artists in the most vulnerable places across the country. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting because we know they're going to get the support. We know they're going to get the support. That's just, you know, just something that we know. Um, but now we've raised to doing telethons for, you know, ill people or edu- to further education to now, you know, just raising money, you know, to, to support someone not being prevented or not being looked at any longer a certain way. What, what, I'm going to start with you, Brother Al. What's your thought on that? I just, oh man, I just think it's crazy, you know, and, and I don't have pity when they, you know, when they're LGBTQ, I don't care if people call, send email. I don't have pity when they can't do certain things or whatever because I give a perfect example. It's like here in the school system and and also out. You know, a person could come in, they could dress and drag, they could do whatever, and if you say something or you look at them in a strange way, they're coming at you. Oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. But if I sit over in the corner by myself and pray, or I speak on God, oh, you're trying to influence people to believe in what you believe in. And I just look at them like, wow. But this person right here is not persuading people that this is the way to go, this is what you should do. So when they go through their stuff, I'm, I'm not like, it's whatever, you know. But I think it's sad, though, you, you're gone and you're raising money for this, and we got so much stuff in the world where people are hungry. Um, the education system is getting horrible, but we're not trying to get that stuff situated and, and make this life a better life for these children, you know, and for people alone, you know. So I I just look at them and I'm like, yeah, whatever. All righty. Oh, uh, Brother Ainsley, what say you? Uh, this is a very serious, to me, this is a very serious, a very serious thing, issue. that has been going on, it's nothing new, but it's been going on. And, and uh, something that's been kind of snowball, snowballing, I, it's, it's been going on for, if you notice, in terms of this has been going on for a while, I think this is very, very serious. It's like the, you know, it's like the promotion of a contrary lifestyle to a Christian lifestyle. I just got to put it out there, you know. It's so it's like it's trying to make things more acceptable um, of of that gay lifestyle or the drag queen. Now, there's I don't know if somebody may think there's a difference between a gay lifestyle and a drag queen, but let's say specifically we're talking about the drag queen. Now, I believe now there was something even um, recently where there, there was, um, I, I don't see where this was particularly, it's, I don't see why people thought this was acceptable. Like, they have drag queens, like, in the full drag, um, I think was reading stories to, like, these childhood, child, like, I think they're five-year-old kids and whatnot. Yeah. full drag. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, this was, like, okay. Are you serious? Like this is okay. Um, and like and and you know and you know like this is supposed to be acceptable. You know, bringing all you know this is acceptable, really. 
And, and you know, you see these things like, okay, it's more acceptable, this kind of lifestyle, um, the, your dress, your acting. And now it's like now you're going to allow a kid, I don't know if this is going to the same thing, but to me it is, wherein you're going to say a child, um, they, they, they don't have to determine what their sex is. They can wait, you know, you, 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 you could be a girl, you could be a boy, you could change it up, you know. At five years old, six years old? Seven years old? What do you know about that? Really? You could change your sex. You know, all this immorality. Like, it's, it's just, all this is more into making this stuff acceptable. And it's, to me, it's contrary. Straight up contrary to the word of God. Straight up. This is a serious thing. And you see, it seemed like it seemed like this has been, it's, it's, it's growing. And it's like, and like, People get offended when you speak up on it. Like, right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, so, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm listening. And we've done stories uh, on the broadcast here where, you know, the there was a drag queen um, in the class and teaching that there were like 79 or something like that, different genders. And, you know, again, you're now in the classroom pushing your agenda, pushing your lifestyle. When a child responded, you know, you put the child out of the class. The child said, no, there's only two genders. And it was, I think, like a 9, 8, 11-year-old child, something like that, and says, no, there's, you know, only two genders, and you put the child out the class. You're not a teacher, so you're being invited. You've been invited to come in. You you put the child out the class. We just did a story about Florida where they're – so they're talking about in Tennessee. Well, Florida has definitely started the trend where there was a Republican uh, politician who – you know, raised the flag and said, no, we're not going to, you know, have these drag queens in front of our children. Now, whatever y'all do, y'all do. But a child is not, you're not going to be allowed in the schools to present anything to these children. You're not, um, you're not going to have any entertainment areas where it's where drag queens will be entertaining and then you will have children there if the drag queens are entertaining children cannot be on the premises it cannot be in front of children there was a major this list of major bands that have any connection between the drag queens and the children so therefore it brings up what you were talking about um brother Ains and now Pastor KL, now that they've listed all these bands in Florida, they're seeing that, again, all it needs is for one or two states to start doing this stuff, and it'll start picking up everywhere else. It'll gain momentum because now they'll get the confidence that maybe they could do it. Well, Tennessee, they're saying they're fighting like 23, 24, 25 brand new Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, no, that was another area. Forty, forty um, drag bands have been considered. Now they're saying over 400 
anti-LGBTQ bills have been introduced this year alone. So they are really fighting against where these drag queens go and what they do. What's your thought? Now, I'm sorry. You know what? One more thing, though. Um, I don't know if you, if you realize it, but a lot of their issue, they're trying to, it's been, they're aligning their issue to civil rights issue. Yeah. So, yep. Yes. Because of this, there now there's an erosion of the civil rights thing. Like, right. you know, for example, like, right. well, like you mentioned in Florida, okay, well, okay, yeah, there's a ban for the, you know, you know, the drag queens. So now there's an erosion of the civil rights. Now, you know, they're trying to say, you know, um, it gets another another thing. Um, but black history, you know, they call it a critical theory. People don't even know what it is, but they don't want it. But now, not even changing, um, for example, like Rosa Parks. So it's like, so it's an, it's, so being, it's, it being aligned with the civil rights issue, our black history is being, you know, a civil rights is, civil rights is being aligned and eroded as well because of this as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I did read that the other day um, where there was a, this correlation between civil rights and um, black people's um, rights and the LGBTQ community. But don't talk about that right now, Pastor Carol, because we're coming back around for the second round of that. So don't talk about that right now. All right. Well, well. I mean, I, I still have a question. My, my question is, when when was it not enough for a mother being a woman and a father being a man? When 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 did that stop being enough? For for years, we have grown up on 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 the Cleavers and you know all type of shows where the man was the man and the woman was the woman, and then all of a sudden, you know, society said that it's okay to feel this way and we ran with it you know and 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 i'm just trying to understand where is our foundation where 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 is, is the old folks foundation how did the young folks take over and this has been become the, the new norm when has has the christians or or, or even the, the natural people who, who who were founded in you know, a man is a man and a woman a woman. How did we give up those rights? And and how how did this this particular community just take over? Now now watch, they're supposed to be the minority, but it seems yeah. like they're the majority. They've taken over, and and how is it that we just sat back and accepted this? And even in our frustration, we still accepted it. You know, there, there has been no kickback. Because when the kickback, then then there's a kickback from them. But again, they are the minority. That war should have been lost. From from, from our, our perspective, you know, I, I say this. I, I I directed one of the one of one one of the most prominent uh, choirs in in New York when I was a director in New York, and uh, Andrew played for me, and it was a great choir. And then one day I. I as a lead, as a director, because what I was finding is that two of my prominent members, and and uh, Stephanie, they, they sang with you as well, two of my prominent members after choir rehearsal, they had drag queen shows. And they were wow. the drag queens. Wow. 
And I was like, how, how do you come out of choir rehearsal where we're shouting and praising God and now we're living this life? No, that, 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 that was disturbing to me. But now this is what I would say on another note. Since you want to give all this money to the alphabets, my name is K.L. You know L. what? Donate it to me. <laughs> Donate it to me. I am an alphabet. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> no, you have to change your clothes, K.L. K period, L period. You have to do what the other ones were doing. You will have to sing at 9 o'clock on the choir. And at 9 o'clock at night, you got to change your clothes. And by all means, you get some of that dollars. So if you're willing to do that, then you might be a recipient. But if you're going to stay on another ground, nah, they're not having you. And, you know, it, 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 it does say a lot for... You know, when, what, was, when, what was the shift? And, and here's the shift. The shift is um, you ask Pastor K.L., the young people, when did the young people take over? So the young people now become loud. They become um, strong because they stand together, right? Now, all the people who had been in the closet, as they used to call it, now they're like, oh, well, it's fine to be like this so now they come out the closet so now you see the old and the new now you see all of the uprising because back in the day two things happened it wasn't a fad it wasn't a phase when people felt that that's who they were when they declared that that's who they were they were who they were. They may have been in the closet, but that's who they were. Out here now, you can be straight today, gay tomorrow, where you only are going to deal with your sex. Then in a week, you are now bisexual. So now you deal with both sides. Then the fifth month, on the third day, you now trans this and now you're binary this and they're coming up with all of these names so now you're flowing through all of the different categories and now you have that community right so then you have all of the supporters because you've got the businesses that that put their money in the hat because they're saying okay Here's what we're going to do. We want to show that we support everybody. We don't want to discriminate. you got the organizations doing it. We've done, um, uh, Brother Al and and, and Pastor KL, we've done discussions from um, uh, schools that, you know, that were church, that are are Christian-based schools, and now they're being fed by people in the community, and now we thought what was Christian-based is now we're supporting the LGBTQ community, so you now, all of this stuff, you now have, like you said, Pastor Kale, this is going on in the churches. We've talked about that in church folk. So now this is why it looks like there are a million of them, and now they don't look like the minority anymore because the, the, not only are the people who are living this, but now you have the supporters. So that's why the community seems so large. 
So now, um, uh, Brother Al, I'll start with you, where, where Brother Ains says, this is now watering down civil rights. This is now watering down parental rights. This is now watering down our educational system. This is watering down everything. Nothing is the same anymore. We cannot send our children to school and just let them learn ABC 1, 2, 3. Now they're teaching them how to, uh, uh, the different sex acts, and they're talking about um, different positions and how to do this. And, oh, my gosh, Brother Al, this is watering down everything. Oh, yeah, yes, indeed. You know, it, it's, it's watered down everything because they get so protected. You know, it's just like you can't sit there and say, I disagree. Once if you say, I disagree, that lifestyle or whatever like that, oh, my God, you become a target. Like you like, like you didn't curse God or something. And so I have the right to disagree with it if I, if I want. But I tell people when people wonder, how can this happen? How, how is this going on? It's going on because when you look at it, right, all of them that's in the, you know, the alphabet community, because I always mess up the letters, so I call them the alphabet community. All of them that's in the alphabet community, one of the main things they do is stick together. It's just like they said, they're going to do this telethon. Watch how many of them come out to support that. Watch how many of them support, oh, they're doing this in the school. No, we're not having that. We want this in the school. And they come out in droves. And this is how this stuff get done. Where us as Christians and stuff like that, you gotta you gotta get somebody's cell phone to come to your church event. Hey, we 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 having a church event today. I don't know if I'm gonna come. Hey, we give a free food. I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we have to you have to pay and give something for Christians to come together for other even the, here at the PTA meeting at the school. You know how we gotta fight to get kids to the PTA, uh, parents to the PTA meeting. At my other school, we actually had to put in if you don't come to the meeting once. Uh, at least once a month, your child can't be in the program. That's the only way they come. But in yeah. that community, right, in that community, you let something go on. They come in droves, and that's how they get this stuff done. So it's watered down everything. When you even at the point where when a child is born, you already make a decision. You don't put down male or female. It's put down X. That's crazy. Yep. Even let that yep. child grow up to say, this is what I want to do. You already did planted it in that child, or you know what? You're going to be X. So you can go either or. Yeah. So, they, yes, they watered down, and it's, and, and, and it's crazy. I'm in the school system class and stuff. It's so many young girls in here claim they're gay. And when I talk with them, they don't even know why. Their friends are doing it. One girl straight up told me, she's not gay. She said, but Mr. B, I don't like nothing but girls. I said, okay, I can't knock you, you know. I can't tell you what to do, but she's like, but no, it's okay, because when I get about 12th grade, I'm not going to be gay anymore, because I can't see myself marrying a woman. I said, so you can just turn it on and off like that? So, I'm yeah. telling you, it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what I was talking about. It's a fad. It's a <laughs> yeah. fad. You know, you have, you know, you have the, the women who, you know, who, who weave in and out, and they want children, so they'll go have sex. So you can't be all that much against it because you want children in a natural way, you know. And and that's when they'll say, well, you know, then they're bisexual. You know, everything is watered down, Brother Ainge. You, you know, you talked about our civil rights and everything. Everything is now, you know, it's it's never, it's not where it 
is, rights. When you think about even rights, you know, again, they have watered down rights, period. Whether it's civil or any other, just rights, just like Brother Al brought up when we did the story about on the birth certificate. Listen, let the doctor answer that one, what he's seeing. We're not talking about preference. The only time this LGBTQ stuff comes up is when you're talking about sex, how your loins feel. You're already dictating loin feelings at a child's birth. Let the doctor say, based on what I see, based on the genitalia, this is a girl or a boy. That's it. Parents ain't got no no rights in, to say it because you ain't listening. It, it's just too much. Brother Ains, we're talking about everything watered down, civil rights, and everything that comes with that. Yeah. Uh, uh. Like this, this you, you, it's, it's the trend, or it's been a long-term trend, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's been going on. Like again, this is supposed to be acceptable. Like matter of fact, I think it was just at the city news. Like so, you had um, uh, a man now who's a woman, born a man. But now decides they want to be a woman, and supposed to, like, we're supposed to accept this. Like now you're a woman, okay? This is how you feel you want to be. If you want to take it that far, but now you were born as a man, but now you want to enter in a women's sports uh, category. Right. right. Now your physiological makeup is a man. So that day, I think it was. It was. It was. I think it's. I, I didn't catch the full story, but. You know, so they had to make a, a, a rule. No, if you was born a man, you cannot compete right. with the women. Right, right, right. Now, right. To me, it's like, ain't that a no-brainer? Right. <laughs> you know, right. no. It's like, you're supposed to be accepting of this. No, it's wrong. Like, it, like, like it's, it's like kind of almost like reverse psychology. You think it's wrong? You're not supposed to. <laughs> 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 You know, it's true. It's Very true. No, 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 no. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You know, when we talk about this thing with the athlete, uh, athletes, you know, before you, you speak, um, Pastor Kale and, and Brother Al, we we did the story about how um, the, the uh, Vermont girls team forfeited their tournament their championship tournament game because there was on the opposing team there was a transgender individual on the other side. So he was a boy who was now dressing as a girl, and they had let them on the team. And the girls from the opposite team said, we're not playing against a boy. We don't care how he dresses, but he's a boy, and it's an imbalanced um, competition. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, all of this stuff is getting raised now. And I did see the article, Brother Ames, about the the, the pro um, athletes um, in some kind of um, uh, tournament where they were like, no, we have to not. And I was going to do the story today, too. And I, I was like, it's just too long. Um, and then I ended up picking up this story. Um, you know, so now, again, everything is watered down. Every, even sports, everything is watered down. So the point of me bringing up the old story was the other day 
I saw the story where they, the school that where the girls said that they were not going to uh, play in the tournament with the opposite team that had the boy, they are now out. They pulled them completely out. They pulled the girls' team complete. They are not allowed any longer to even enter into the sporting of the schools. Now, this wow. is why everything is watered down. Because they have now, I'm going to try to go back and look at that, find that article, and I'll bring it up next week. But, yes, so, Pastor Kale, this is what we're talking about. Now everything is watered down. Now you're punishing them because they don't want to play against somebody who's not. We entered a female tournament. We didn't enter a mixed tournament. Everything is watered down now. Everything. Of course. Yeah, and, and, and the shame is that I must be punished for, for, for being who I am. Yeah. For being who I yeah. Am. This, this, this is what I was creating. I'm not trying to be something or someone else. You're punishing me because this is what God has created. And, and that's the sad part. But, but, but you know, just, just on another level, I do have a question, though, because I, I'm kind of confused. Because when I see these couples, and, and you guys may see it as well, I don't see two women looking like men. I see two women looking like women in a couple. I see a, a feminine woman, and I see the other woman who they call a stud. So my thing is that if you are attracted to a man, why don't you be with a man? Why must she look like a man for you to have to be with her? That, that's Good where the confusion. I don't, it, 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 it'd, be, it'd be one thing if both of y'all look like Beyonce, you know, but, but one of y'all look like Captain Jack. So, so how is it that, that you are attracted to, to a man but don't want to be a, don't want to be with a man. And and I've asked the same question because it's confusing to me. It's confusing to me when they use and I'm going here, so you know some some people can't may not be able to take it, but I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push what Pastor KL said as far as being you know a little puzzled because I ask the same question when. You look at, let's say, a movie or something like that, and when you look, you've got um, 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 the sex toys. And you have the sex toys between the two women with the male sex toy. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Ain't the point of you being with another woman is so you don't have the male part? If you want to have the male part, then why are you not with a male? So it's the same, it's the same premise of, you know, what do you really want? And, and, and I think, Pastor KL, my thought would be, and when I, when I look, my, my, my answer to that, and I could be wrong because I'm, I'm not them. I clearly don't live their lifestyle. But my thought becomes, because that, those are the ones that straddle the fence. Those are the ones that really don't know what they want. Because, it, again, I go back to saying years ago, you may have been in the closet, but you knew what you wanted. You didn't straddle the fence. It was that you were a man and you liked to be with other men and you knew that was not acceptable and you, you know, you kept that hidden. You were a woman, you liked other women, 
you kept that in the closet because you knew that in society it wasn't acceptable. Whether it should have been or should have been, I'm not touching that. But they made a decision. Now it's anything goes. It's what I want today. It's how I'm feeling today. And this is, again, why the group seems so large, because they're fluctuating and they're weaving in and out. I don't know. I don't know. And you know, Pastor question Chef, can, can, can I intervene? I'm sorry, sure. Pastor, can I intervene for a second? Yes. I have, you know, for my brother, my brother being a CEO working in the prison and me being around, I have asked that question for some money. You know, oh. that, that's comfortable that talk with me. And I said, and my question, I asked two questions because I, I wanted to know. The first question I asked is, okay, why are you with a woman that looks like a man where you could just have the man? So the answer that I got from several of them, well, you know, they got that kind of rough look, but then they got that soft touch of a woman. So then I oh. said, well, why wouldn't you just be with a woman then if you want that soft touch? It was like, well, we kind of want both because... She, she looks like a guy. She got that roughness, but then she got that tenderness of a woman. So I said, wow. I said, well, I, I don't understand, but thank you for the answer. My next question was because there are some women who go and have the full operation who has the male male part down there. So I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, I know technology is great, but I know it's not that great to duplicate a man's organ down there to work and everything like that. So my question to a person who had it done. I said, so, I mean, what happened? You know, I'm, 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 like, trying to be careful how I'm talking to her. But she's like, no, no, you know me and you cool. I said, okay, so why did you get the male part and it's not working? It doesn't work, first of all. She's like, absolutely not. They haven't got technology where the penis work like that. I said, okay, so then my next question to you, why did you have it done if it don't work? And she said, we get it done. So when we fell down there, we fell a penis. Now we're complete. We're complete oh as a man. God. We feel like a man now because we have that all. Wow. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, this crazy because they can't use the bathroom from it or nothing. It's just there. Right. And I'm right, just like, right, right. wow. But she said that makes them feel complete. Okay, I got this now. I'm a, I'm a man now. I got this down here. I'm like, wow. I said, well, thank wow. you for that answer. I said, I'm just, eh? I, I said, I'm just ignorant to it, and I just want to know because I ask some questions. And they told me, and I was just like, wow. I said, okay, well, thank you for that info. I'll share it along. <laughs> well, thank you, Brother Al, for, I don't know, Pastor Carol, if that makes, you know, if that answers some of your query, but it sure enough answers mine. Sure enough answers mine. No yeah, that's mine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's, three, that's three out of the three, Pastor Carol. Does it answer yours? Oh yeah, it it it, it answers. It answers. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we all got an answer to that question. Thank you, Brother Al. See, I haven't had somebody oh, yeah. I can literally ask. At least not th- not that question. So thank you for you know exposing what the answer was, and that does not speak for everybody either. You know who's who. You know that just for that person. But at least we get some kind of gauge and guidelines as to you know what the thought process is or what the intent is. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Thank you so. Excuse me. Thank you so much for your contribution today in, um, into today's conversation. We thank you so much for your time, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. Uh, you too, Pastor. You're well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Alrighty. Let's get that benediction. Nice and sweet grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love, Second John 3. You know, definitely want, you know, people to understand we're, we're, we're not bashing um, any particular lifestyle, um, just addressing what we see. And, you know, it brings up a lot of different questions. You you can't, you know, Brother Al said it, um, uh, Brother Ainsley said it, you know, when you question, automatically, you you know, people claim you're homophobic or you're, you know, you're, you're LGBTQ-phobic. And it has nothing to do with being homophobic. It has nothing to do with, you know, the fact that I love you. You know, it doesn't have anything to do. I have a very close friend who is, you know, is gay, and, and I love them, you know, to the fullest degree. It has nothing to do with you know, your love for the individual. And for some reason, when you take a stand, you know, now you're questioned as to, you know, um, the whole community, the whole, it's just, I don't agree. Plain and simple as that. You know, you just take your stance and you just don't agree. And like Brother Al said, you know, God forbid, you know, you know, you'd go into school and you bring up Christ or whatever. I remember Shantice was, was in the school, you know, she had been invited in school to do some things and, you know, you have to be warned, you know, you can't talk about God. And yet when we looked up, you have these drag queens, you know, in front of the children, reading the books. And, you know, I, I'm again, I say things have been watered down, period. Life has been watered down to the fact that when we were going to school years ago, you were either a teacher, a teacher's aide, somebody who worked for the Department of Education. You could not just walk up in the school and just take a part, you know, if, if, if you know, like that. You just couldn't. You just couldn't. And here's the problem. Again, because you allow one set to come in, you've got to allow every set to come in. So like I said, Chantice is in there, and she's teaching. You know, she's doing fashion, and she's doing this. And remember now, they have career day and things like that. So now you have career day. Do you now open the door to, you know, to, to the cop? You know, or to the fireman, or, or or to the hairdresser, but yet you have to shut it down for the drag queen. You know, so now they're raising a flag that it's not fair. That you know, well they're there, why can't I be there? You know, a, a fireman can come in and read a book. Why can't I come and read a book? You know, now that the states are taking a stance against what, how we intermingle these lifestyles with our children. I'm 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 happy that more states are picking it up because, you know, they're not picking it up from a godly standard, but behind the scenes it could be, you know, a godly standard, but they're not saying it. And 
you know, however you get the job done to keep them from intermingling or entertaining our children, blah, 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 you get the job done. Plain and simple as that. We want the job done. We, we don't have a say in the schools anymore. You know, they don't ask, you know, can your child uh, 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 be in front of a, a drag queen just to make sure that the parent agrees or doesn't agree or is okay with it. No more than you want your child to have tape over their mouth. You have a parent who is, you know, who can who, who can raise a flag against having tape over the child over the child's mouth, but she can't raise a flag for an LGBTQ person to come up in there for a transgender person to come up in there and read a book. You can't, you, again, you can't tilt the scale now. Now that if I'm allowed to raise my voice because I don't want a, a teacher dragging my, ch- my child across the floor, I don't want a drag queen reading to my child. I don't want them entertaining my child. I should have a say as to what is going on in the school system. The saddest part about this whole thing is we have no say. We have no say. We've done stories where the child, as young as kindergarten, first grade, second grade, can walk up in the school and tell someone in the school that I'm I'm not a boy. I want to be a girl. And they, without addressing the parent, so your parental rights are gone. Every right we have is 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 slowly becoming a thing of the past. Brother Ainsley said eroding. Man, it is disappearing. It is not just eroding. It has not just become corrupted. It is disappearing. And this is why it is imperative for God's people to stand up. You know, they did a statistic and they they saw before the pandemic how many millions of people were going to church, and once the pandemic came up, all of that dwindled. When the doors of the church opened back up, people did not flock back into the building anymore. Now you've got 150 reasons as to why that didn't happen. This one didn't go for, because of that. This one didn't go for comfortability. This one didn't go for this reason. This one did. But at the end of the day. It watered down Christ. It now lowered the volume on on the on the voice of Christ. God started having even less say according to this world. Because we are now we're disappearing. We're disappearing. They're looking at the corrosion. They're looking at the disappearance of the body of Christ because we don't stand up. We don't speak. We Like, like Brother Al said, you can't get people to come out to church. You want people to come out to church, you gotta, you gotta, got to have something in exchange for them to come out. You, you, you got to say the right thing. You got to present the right thing. If it's not this, if it's not that, oh, I ain't got time. I got to work. I got to stay home. I got to do laundry. I got to do this. There's, they don't care nothing about God. And for those of us who claim to be Christ, we don't say and do enough. So this is why. Pastor Kale says, well, you know what, before you, they used to be the minority, and now they seem to be the majority. That's why. 
Because we are supposed to be in the forefront of this thing. We are supposed to be the trendsetters. We are supposed to be the ones who sound the alarm on the things that are right and the things that are wrong. And if we don't know, there is a Bible, there is a source that we have to go to. And we have to make up in our mind that this is going to be the source that we rely on. We cannot compromise. We cannot sidestep. We cannot sit down for five minutes today, stand up for 10 minutes tomorrow, we have got to stand up, we've got to stand tall, we've got to be consistent, we've got to be just as loud, we've got to be just as strong, we've got to be just as determined as this LGBTQ community is, and that's the problem, we don't stay consistent, we do not do what God needs us to do. The Bible tells us that the enemy is the prince of this world. That's a lot of power. But we serve the king of kings and lords of lord of lords. We claim this is who we serve. Then how come the king of kings and lord of lords gets less volume than the prince does. Because last I checked, the king is higher than the prince. So despite the fact that the enemy has power, we serve a God and a savior who has much more power. But who gets the attention? The prince. The prince. The Bible tells us that broad the road that many will follow. There's your majority right there. The minority comes for those who find. But narrow is the road that only few will find that will lead us to eternity. You've got to make up in your mind whether you want to be on the broad road that leads to destruction or whether you want to be on the narrow road that leads to eternity. And you need, as, as the Bible says, you need to choose this day who you will serve because until we make that decision and we stand on it uncompromising, the Prince of this world will continue to grow and grow and grow. Make up your mind today. You've been listening to It's New Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my men, our men for just sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you've given your life to Christ, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with, with God right now because later is not promised to us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we'll be in the room of the Word Prayer Project. Come on in the room and see what we're going to pray about. 
God spare our life. Until then, I love you.